0: Let's talk about it with Janelle King.
1: So I find it extremely interesting that the term for people who post images of their life, sometimes it's images of the life that they assume that they want us to assume they have, that when celebrities that use their platforms for anything other than entertainment or promoting whatever movie or whatever they're they're involved in, um, like interfering in politics and things of that nature, I find it extremely interesting that the term we have for all these people are influencers I mean what 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 exactly is an influencer right because I thought that influencers are people who have influenced Others to be great, or have done great things, so it's influencing others to be innovative and, and creative. I thought it was people who accomplished great things. I thought it was people who spurred innovation or built this country. I mean, there's there's a show that I love that comes on the History Channel. That's like how how I, I think it starts with um, like the men who built America, or the men who did this, or the or the food that built America. And it's quite interesting because. That to me, those people are influencers because from if, if you look at you know Carnegie and um, uh, a Rockefeller and so many people who have, who, have, who have been the catalyst of so much innovation in America, to me, that's true influence. That's true influencing. They've created ways to sustain America and in some ways sustain the world. So now, we call people who post images online influencers so I want to talk about this for a few reasons for one I think that is extremely dangerous when you're being influenced by the appearance of success I think we're in a very dangerous space when we have young people who see what they think is success or the the imagery of success. And now all of a sudden, that's now what they're aspiring to be. You have no clue if these people are actually successful. You have no clue if they've actually built anything. You have, like my friend Carmenthia says, you know, a bunch of people running around calling themselves queens with no kingdom. And then you have people who are bosses with no employees. And all of this is just bizarre to me. So I think it's very, very dangerous. And I think the very fact that we consider success to be these fantasy trips and cars and clothes is also concerning to me. Because I'm wondering what exactly is happening in our society. It is concerning to me that our youth lack dreams, that they lack ambition, that they lack hustle, they have zero drive, and it's just it's, it's just beyond me. My husband and I was at a, at a business, and there was someone who came in to help us, and she had a little bit of an attitude. And I was wondering, you know, why, what, like what was wrong with her? And turns out that her, her concern was that they asked her to do something that takes five minutes. Um, they asked her to do it, and she said it's not part of her job description. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you are a team player. Like, I thought that this was a team player type situation. So when she said it, that's what I said to her. I said, well, you know, it's a team player. And sometimes the reward comes later. So not, you know, not everything is about being paid today. But maybe since we're, we're looking at where we might possibly go into a recession, this is something I thought about is that we might possibly go into a recession. So what if... You are now setting yourself up to be one of those people that don't get axed during the first round of layoffs because you're seen as someone who's willing to support and do things. But that concept is just gone. It concerns me that we have entertainers and actors who pretend for a living telling us how to live in reality. I just I'm really bizarre by that. So how did we get here? Let's talk about it. So in the early 2010s is when we first started seeing young people on social media and using their social media platforms as more than something to connect with friends. I think they realized that people liked looking at other people doing normal things. So it was interesting to them that they that if they just simply filmed themselves going to the grocery store, they would get a whole bunch of likes or a whole bunch of eyes and impressions on their page simply because they were doing something that everybody does. And then they realized something else, and that's that they could create a persona apart from their own or an exaggerated version of themselves. And that also became something that was interesting. So but these are these these were back then. These were just typical young people who lived a very modest life. And they made a little extra cash on the side by posting videos of them doing normal things. But then businesses started realizing that it was extremely hard to market to 18 to 35 year olds because they weren't listening to the radio anymore. They weren't watching cable TV. Um, We were starting to see the streaming come in. You know, you had Netflix and all this other stuff and kids were really starting to latch on to these other concepts. And it was really hard to target them. Instead, they were staring at their screens, and this was a huge problem. And you might ask, why did we need to market to 18 to 35-year-olds? They don't have any money anyway. But here's the thing. They may not have made a lot of money, but they spent all their money. They were top consumers. So the the, the businesses saw that we had a, a, a huge mass or a huge group of people who were spending a lot of money, and as a result— All their money was coming back to, you know, clothes and and cars and shoes and all this other stuff. So they became a a top consumer. So even though they didn't make a lot of money, they also lacked responsibility. So the lack of responsibility opened up an opportunity for businesses to see this as a, a, a way for them to just take all their money. So social media became an avenue that was directly connected to young people. And later we discovered that there were so many more avenues within that one. Because now, for example... If you wanted to market to moms or new moms, you can find a blogger who was promoting new products or products they found that they really, really liked. Because what better way to market than to have somebody that's a seemingly regular person testing your product and saying, hey, here's the product. You know, here, here's what, you know, what I did. This is what I tested. And it was great. I mean, what better way? I mean, priming. Another example. What if you wanted to sell a golf club? What if you found a golfer who had a blog, a video blog, and it was showing how his swing got better when he started using your golf club? I mean, it was literally direct marketing. And then there was a trust factor because people trust the the the, the critiques or the, or the the um you know the. Just just all the testimonials from whether or not, you know, this product worked or didn't work. People trust that. So it's like watching a regular person use a product that I'm looking for and it makes me trust the product. So fast forward to today, you have influencers who are, I kid you not, making up to a million dollars a post and more. I think I saw that the most uh, uh, the most successful influencer that's still a successful influencer to today makes about $2.6 million a post. Not uh, a contract to do multiple posts, but to make one post. So, and you heard that right, one post. So... Although mental health issues have increased astronomically, although the fact that one in three of our children are obese and predominantly in low income communities, self-esteem amongst young girls are at an all time low. Cyberbullying is affecting kids far worse than the bully on the playground ever did or ever would. Sleep deprivation is huge and high amongst our youth. And just the lack of physical activity is going to hurt them. I mean, you're, you know, arthritis is definitely on, in their purview. So when you consider all of that, we're still seeing more and more young people desire to become an influencer. And that's just really interesting to me. So I had to ask myself, is this sustainable? I personally don't think it is. I don't think it's sustainable because if we were to have a 2008 recession, your business model collapses completely. I think influencers should be instead of talking about these issues, I think it should be leading the charge against inflation because the more inflation grows, the less people are spending and the less people are spending, the less companies are going to put into their marketing budget and the less money is in their marketing budget, the less money these influencers make. So at the end of it all, eventually it will dry up. And with the market being so saturated now, there's so many young people who want to promote things, who have so many followers. I mean, they're no longer just, you know, walking through grocery stores. Now they're having full-on studios and they're really making a lot of money. So they have a saturated market. And the cost to promote has also increased because now... You know, there there's such a demand for influencers because there's such a direct contact to that market of consumers that you now have uh, businesses who have so many options. So people are no longer are no longer, you know, the, the one top person. Now you have a bunch of people, a plethora of options. Not to mention that people are no longer trusting these people. Let me tell you, when I look on social media and I see someone promoting a product, I literally scroll down, and this is a a trick that I'm going to give everybody. I scroll down at the bottom of their caption, and it says something like hashtag ad or hashtag marketing ad, and they have to notify you that they are being paid to do this, and that's the way they do it, by putting ad, "#AD," hashtag AD, at the end of their caption. So I look at that If I see that I'm like okay You probably don't even Use the product yourself So I no longer trust you That's another issue That's going to be Ran into When uh, businesses Are trying to find People or see this As a valuable option I think the graphics Are fake The critiques are fake And it's just increased I mean I read a critique Even on Amazon Sometimes I'm like You know "Mm, Is this a real person Like I don't know If these people are real Businesses also have another issue. They can't control the reputation of the influencers. So the more money they make, the more they're flying to these little towns and having fun and thinking that they are more and more untouchable and popular. So now getting in trouble, getting arrested, doing things that 20-year-olds typically do, especially when you give them a ton of money and no guidance, no responsibility, um, I think That right there puts them in a position to make a decision that can ultimately hurt you. So do you want an influencer or a young person promoting your brand who just got arrested? Of course not. And then what if they are connected to other businesses and that business turns out that they're a fraud? Now they're going to think that every other business they're connected to is a fraud, which is now a political risk for you. So at the end of it all, there's a huge, a huge uh, liability to being a business owner and utilizing these influencers. It's something that Condoleezza Rice calls a political risk. Political risk is like a new business. It's a new issue that businesses have to consider now. It's how does this affect me politically? Because now we're in the world of social media. We're in the world of woke culture. We're in the world of everyone being able to cancel you and your business the moment they think you did something wrong. They don't even have to prove it. It's just I'm mad, so you're canceled. What do we do with young people from this era when this moment passes because we're going to be sitting here with a bunch of young people who spent most of their 20s to 40s posting images they have zero transferable skills that i think will actually work in the labor force um and beauty will fade so at some point you're no longer going to be able to see this 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 whole concept is no longer gonna matter. No one's gonna wanna see you at, you know, at no let's just keep it real. No one is gonna wanna see you at sixty promoting a product that twenty year olds wear. No one wants to see that. So you're no longer gonna be that popular, no matter who you are. <laughs> I know I don't wanna see it. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm really over the obese models, but we'll get into that. Because at the end of the, day, end of the day, if I'm going to look for something, I'm going to look for something that's in my size. And if I don't have a model that looks like they're around my size, I'm going to have a problem because I can't look at something that someone's wearing in a size 20 and, and, and see that as a size four. It's hard for me. I don't think I'm the only one. All right. That being said, how is everything that I'm saying affecting us in politics today? because I always have to bring it back to politics because I, the, the reason why I really want to talk about this is because something happened recently in the last few months that um, of this taping that I I really had an issue with. So let's talk about Brittany Griner. So Brittany Griner is a local a WNBA player in America who was detained in Russia for having uh, marijuana cartridges in her sack or her, her traveling bag or whatever, and guess she didn't know that. You couldn't do that. But anyway, how did she get to of America? But anyway, so she got found. They, they detained her. They threw her into Russian prison. There she was. Well, when it was time to bring her home, when Br- Joe Biden decided that he wanted to bring her home, which I'm no longer calling President Biden because I don't know who he's the president of other than himself. But anyway, so, but when Joe Biden decided that he wanted to bring her home, he bypassed a United States Marine who had been in there for almost upward to five years now. It's almost five years now named Paul Whalen. And when you asked him, why did he choose Brittany over Paul? His answer was because Brittany Griner was being treated differently than Paul, which sent the message that somehow she was being so mistreated way more than Paul And that they had to get her out of there. So I thought that to be interesting. Hmm. He really wants us to believe that? Okay. So a highly public American citizen who was being talked about almost every single day gets detained for less than a year, but somehow she's treated more poorly than a United States Marine who signed up to give his life for this country who no one was talking about. So Russia could kind of almost literally do whatever they wanted. Um, And according to his family, he was being woken up every two hours. And I pray to God this is not still happening to him. But being woken up every two hours, which leads to severe sleep deprivation just so they can take a picture of him because they claim that he had a, he was a flight risk. How is he a flight risk when he's detained in Russia? If he was a flight risk, you're daggone right, he should have gotten out of there, but he can't. But apparently, that's why they're waking him up every two hours. He's placed in a, 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 a prison where there's little to nobody speaking English. So that's like being in solitary confinement for almost five years. Thank God that we had, back then training in our military that I believe will help him to keep his mental strength up, and I'm praying for his family." But somehow, the the White House determined that Brittany Griner was enduring more than Paul Whelan, who was in the exact same space. Matter of fact, when Brittany came home, I believe she said, we need to get all of them, because she knows that everyone is enduring terrible conditions. So please tell me, please tell me in case I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe I don't. But please tell me what she was enduring that was seemingly way worse than what Paul was enduring. I'll digress there. So instead of trying to find it, because I know we're not going to because, you know, Joe's never going to tell us. Instead, I'm going to tell you what I think. I think the pressure from the culture of influencers was just too much for the White House to endure. It's not about what Britney was enduring. It's not about what Paul was enduring. It was about what the White House could or could not endure because they are controlled by this woke culture. In other words, because we live in this new woke society, I guess Paul didn't do enough TikTok videos to be seen by enough people in order to get the attention of the White House. I guess he wasn't a minority enough, or in any way. Because God forbid they bypass a, a, a black female lesbian in order to help a white male. Whole other conversation. We'll have that one soon. And I think the fact that he was not a concern to influencers also played a major factor. So he doesn't get to go home. He has to sit another year until the political climate is right to bring him home. This is absolutely insanity. If influencers truly understood the power of their influence, then why are they creating division rather than unity? If they truly understood the power of their influence, why are they not making sure that we create a space for everybody to feel important in this world? Because these are the same people that's trying to teach you about equity. I don't see where equity played a factor in this role because he clearly picked Britney over Paul for a reason. So equity would say that everyone should get out of prison. But guess what? In the real world, equity does not work. It doesn't matter because human nature always going to take precedent. And the people who are screaming equity are not screaming to help Paul I don't see anybody. Now that we brought Britney home, why are these same influencers not saying, well, what about Paul Whalen? Now we need to go get him. Hmm. No, nope. doesn't matter. Because unity is boring. It's not influencing enough. And if unity was as cool as dogs and cats doing tricks on TikTok, then maybe Paul would be considered. Just my, just, just my opinion. Just my opinion. Maybe that's crazy. I don't know. I don't know. For those of you who like looking at dogs and cats do tricks, whatever. But I think that we might have an option and might have the ability to actually save this country from some of the major problems that are happening. If by chance, influencers actually influenced us in a positive way. See, by influencing people to treat everyone as a person, I can get behind that. I'm cool with that. To not accept bad behavior as it's normal by influencing people to accept the fact that no matter how much you want men to become women, they won't. I think we can start there for some some basics, just some basics. How about we encourage people to achieve utilizing the opportunities that we are afforded? (laughs) So I'm going to end with this one question, something I want you to take away. And that's simple. It's a simple question let's all ask ourselves who or what is influencing us or influencing you ask yourself don't say the answer out loud because it probably won't be true so say it to yourself but ask yourself how am i being influenced on a daily basis and how am i utilizing my influence towards others Thank you for listening to "Let's Talk About It" with Janelle King. Remember to like, share, and follow this podcast so you'll be notified when new episodes have been uploaded. And if you heard something that you like, please give it five stars. And guess what? I need your feedback. Or if you just have a topic that you want to hear, or some ideas and ways that I can help to make this podcast more enjoyable for you, please shoot me an email. It goes directly to me at i am period Janelle King at gmail.com. That's Janelle king at gmail.com. And like I always say, remember, disagreement is democracy. Thank you for listening.
0: Listen each week at the podcastpark.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen and subscribe. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank member FDIC. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair?